what can you tell me? That's going to be the title of this podcast. What can you tell me? So, I'm going to start off by saying this. There's a lot of debate right now about, you know, like amongst uh, Christians on the fence, just a lot of baby Christians not knowing whether or not it's okay for them to invoke the marijuana smoke. And uh, I know it's not it's not good for us. And um, we're supposed to remain sober because Satan walks amongst us like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And um, now that I'm off of it and I'm sober, God can resume his communication with me through dreams. So in this dream, it's like a three-part dream, you know, and every time I woke up, I came right back to this dream. And I waited a few minutes at this part to see if he was going to let me go back into the dream, which I kind of think I could still go back into it. I'm still pretty sleepy. But I'm going to just give you what I got because I don't want to lose it. So for a lot of you uh, people out there who aren't in the industry, um, who aren't like pursuing um, the entertainment goals. Uh, this is this was a weird dream because it's it was a it was it was combined too with some UFC fighters. Um, initially, in the first part of the dream, I was kicking it with Cody Garbrandt, and um, um, I don't know. I just know that we were doing things together, like, uh, as far as, like, uh, going from, like, uh, certain, like, activities, like, uh, I know, uh, we were playing, like, these, uh, these, like, exercise activities, you know, for, like, strength and endurance, and, and, um, it was almost like, a. Uh, a big uh, gym but just had like a whole bunch of different um, like activities you could do you know just just working on your overall fitness or whatever but um, the industry you know they uh, they go through a weeding out process you know what I mean so initially it starts with um I think like an open call, you know, where they reel you in. And so I'm guessing it's like a tryouts, right? So whatever, whatever part of the entertainment industry you're going into, uh, it, that's what it seems like. It seems like there's like a, a tryouts, like a weeding out process. And ultimately what I think they're looking for is, the person who who's most desperate to get out of their uh, situation, you know, um, who wants it, who wants it bad enough, who's desperate enough to do whatever it takes to get to that next level. And um, they're patient, but they're not patient. I mean, it, it's, it's set up in stages to where, um, the whole time, you know, behind the scenes, these, I guess, handlers, these people, this is the same with acting too. You know what I mean? Like when you go to like open calls for acting gigs, uh, it may be like, you know, a background extra type of thing, but they may tell you like, yeah, this is for background extras, but there is a possibility that 
we may see something we like and we have a couple speaking roles open up because the whole thing for background extras they're just in the background you know they made it there they're going to get paid for the day but there is a possibility you know there's a director on set and there's like talent acquisition there's people on set that if they see something like like they can refer to their upper up to the higher ups and let them know hey this person's got a lot of potential he or she is standing out more more than the others so right there they planted the seed that there's a possibility out of the hundred people that are here one person may get picked to go to the next level so when they plant that seed you know uh the unknown person gets excited like oh wow it could be me it could be me i could be the lottery winner i could be the lottery winner you know what i'm saying so yeah in the first part of the dream um i was uh i was running with cody garbrandt you know and uh we were like really good friends so i see that and uh, i really know what's going on with that part of dream uh second part of the dream it was me and my friend, uh, Prince Rasu, who's currently deceased here in the dream. He was alive. And, um, I noticed with that too, that, um, when we were in that part of the dream, because of the person we was with, it seemed like he was like a manager of some sort, like an artist manager, somebody that we knew. And I'm guessing it was industry tie because of Busy Bone or something. And, um, um, we were already separated from the rest of the talent because where we were sitting, you could only sit there if you were already in the industry. So there was a whole bunch of talent that was like behind his line, so to speak, you know, they couldn't sit down. They were like standing or whatever, but we were allowed to sit down. So we already kind of felt like VIP status a little bit like, oh, we're already, we are already ahead of the race kind of thing, you know, like, um, just based on our connection. So the whole time, you know, there's these, I don't really want to say handlers because when you get into these situations, you don't know their handlers. You just know that when you came to this open call, these were the speakers in the auditorium. And so they're speaking to everybody there that's in that room, you know, and they're just they're just going through the gambit, I guess. They're just like, really, it's just a bunch of bullshit, basically. You know what I mean? But the talent doesn't know that the talent are they're listening um the ones who think that the ones who want to act like they're taking it serious got like pens and papers out they're jotting down notes uh, more or less they're really just doing this so the speakers that are walking around the room looking will see them like oh she's she's she brought her book bag she brought her her laptop briefcase and she's sitting there taking notes and you know so it's, it's two things going on it's it's uh the talent is 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 trying to almost appear like a teacher's pet you know like they're taking it more serious and, and they were smart enough to bring a pen and pad to take notes right so uh it's just many different layers to this okay and, um, and so, you know, the, 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 the talent acquisition, the people, the speakers that are walking around, they kind of know that, you know, they know, but they want that, you know what I mean? Like they, they, they are going to, they notice that and they are going to keep an eye on you because they're like, hmm, this person is showing us they, they're, they're willing to go to extra step that they're taking this serious. So yeah, you know, they might go back and write down or they might even say, everybody might already have name tags. So they'd be like, all right, write down uh, Shanice and Cindy and Bobby and Jimmy. These people brought 
pens and papers and they're taking down notes. And the other talent, they'll see when it goes to the next part of the process that those four people got promoted to the next level. You know, this is a weeding out process, right? And um, sometimes it isn't as obvious, but sometimes it is, you know. So you're like in an auditorium that these Hollywood people rented out. Like I said, they usually do this for movies, but in this case, it was for music. And I was there and Rue was there. I call him Rue, but, you know, everybody know him as Prince Rasul in the rap world for like, uh, the, the fans that, that, that were following Busy Bone and his group Seven Sign Regime. Um, I know those were the guys that I worked with. Um, so we were there and I seen that. Uh, Josiah was there too, but, um, for some reason, me and Rue were already in a, uh, more advanced position than Josiah was. Cause, uh, we could see Joe in a row in front of us, but we were in the back and, um, we were kind of close, like it was an open auditorium, right? So. You got the stage where the speakers were, or the speaker was, and then you got the assistance to the speakers going through the crowd, like, you know, just seeing who's, who's taking it serious and who, who has a potential. This is what they're looking for. They're looking for who's going to do whatever it takes to get to that, that next level. They don't even care about the talent. If you pay attention when you get in these situations, you'll know that. You know, like you can have your headshot and your resume and your press kit with your whole discography on it. You can um maybe for the fighters, you know, they got, you know, DVDs of all their fights and wrestling meets and uh jujitsu exhibitions and um, you know, basically, you know, all of their accolades, you know, to present to these people like, hey, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Look, this is all the stuff I've been doing on my own. They don't really give a fuck about that. They really don't. Because what they want is who who's going to be a hooker, who's going to be a prostitute, who's going to do whatever it takes, because you're definitely going to see people who just came in there who have nothing, who haven't even been building that 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 career going in that goal it might be someone who doesn't even know if they want to be a fighter or an actor or a musician you know it could just be somebody who just went in there on the whim because they're really just desperate to make it to that next level you know what i mean so that's what they're looking for but they'll play it off like oh yeah yeah you know oh that's great like they will they are they know they're good actors so they're gonna they're gonna play it off, but if you got the Holy Spirit in you and you got that discernment, you're gonna you're gonna know that they really don't care about that. You're gonna find this in all kinds of situations in life, you know what I mean? Um I could even see this at a car dealership too, you know, like, here's all my paycheck stubs, you know, this is where I work and but you know that person, you know, they really don't care because they can fabricate whatever, they can make it look like whatever. They just wanna know who's going to pay the highest price for the highest interest to get in that car. You know what I mean? The most desperate person is going to say yes to anything. And that's what they're really looking for. So, um, you know, this dream, I'm just like, man, you know, this long dream. I mean, when I'm in a dream, I don't know I'm in a dream. I think it's real, you know, because these type of dreams, you know, you're really there. I mean, everything's real. And so, we uh we get to the next process to where and when you go to these things they are long drawn out processes i mean it could be three four hours you know it's a, it's a day's work for them and and it doesn't stop there i mean they have you come back on later dates like okay we'll see you next month on this date or you know we'll resume again in seven months at this date and it's a process you know however it works whenever they come back into town or whatever but they're vultures you know Flying, seeking, seeking who they could devour. They're looking for the weakest link. Weakest meaning people who are the less intelligent. 
out the bunch and the most desperate out the bunch. And so I guess I kept advancing. Me and Rue, we all kept advancing. And it came down to the point where now we're all being siphoned off into separate rooms. So we see like, man, you know, we were here. It was like four or 500 people here. Now it's just like me, Rue, and two or three other guys in the room, you know? And, um, um, so yeah, now in this part of the dream, it's me, Rue, um, or the, the guy that brought us there, which was like a manager of some sorts. I'll say our, our Carnardo Davis, because Carnardo Davis was, uh, the, the public, I don't want to say, I think he was, a. um, not a public defender it's a uh oh man i can't think of it it's at the tip of my tongue um you know a paralegal there it is he was like the paralegal like not really a lawyer you know but they know enough to kind of get by or whatever you know you just know just enough to know the lingo to where you can you know be guided in the right direction to get more information. You know how to get more information on whatever it is that they're talking about. So he was like our Carnado Davis, who, who was kind of like a manager. And he was there with us and he was in and out the room. So he definitely knew what was going on. And we were supposed to not know what was going on. I knew what was going on. Uh, Rue kind of, kind of didn't know because Rue was always like, highly intelligent but didn't really vocalize a lot of things you know what i'm saying and uh we were there in the room and the contracts came in and the lady came in you know what i'm saying so i'm just like hmm, we already we're here at this point that was quick you know and i don't even i knew that we had all of our stuff there like our music our press kits and all that stuff that we had gave them to the lady and she was in and out the room and this lady, she was kind of like Angela Bones, um, like a casting director of sorts. You know what I mean? So she still got higher ups that she deals with, but she's actually dealing directly with, um, you know, the higher ups. And that actually reminds me, like I've had a dream about Angela Bones before as well. Um, and I had a dream that she was like heavily involved in Wicca and witchcraft and um, which is pretty much like Satanism, you know. That's neither here or there. Cause I do still work in the acting industry here in Columbus, Ohio. And occasionally I still go on casting calls for her. But um, I know there's a disconnect there because uh, she actually had me drive out to Cleveland one time and audition and she didn't pay no attention to me. She, she didn't even make sure that the camera was on me when I did my audition. And when I was doing my audition, she was not even paying attention. She was just talking to somebody else. And on the surface, she was like, oh, yeah, good job, Jupiter. Um, you know, thanks for driving all the way out here. But I knew immediately that they probably scrapped the tape and didn't even submit it. I'm sure these people do their research. You know what I'm saying? They do their research. And I'm sure they know I'm a Christian. And... um there's, I'm not getting no speaking rules or leading rules through Angela. That's for sure. I pretty much know that in my heart, and I don't care because my joy comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from anything here that Satan could promise. You know, I don't, I don't care about the riches and fame here, and they know that. I'm not going to be tap dancing and walking on my hands for nobody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got morals and integrity. My talent agency here knows that they actually haven't even called me, really. They don't even deal with me. And it's cool. I don't care. And um, I told my talent agency, like, yeah, I'm here to work, but I'm not going to sell my soul for nothing. And I made sure I said that to where everybody in there can hear it. And so they're like, okay, you know, they're not this. This whole thing works based on your willingness to your willingness of desperateness, your willingness of how far you're willing to break. So aside from all that, um, back to the dream. So we're sitting in this room, we're waiting 
And they're like, okay, you know, you're going to get paid for this and paid for that. And then um the one lady came in and she said, so, you know, if we were going to sign you to a, a music contract, you'd probably be cool with like 30000 a year because, you know, you, you know, that's about what you're making right now. So, you know, we could start you off with that, right? <clears throat> and in the dream, it was just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, because I was in that role, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I'm right here. I don't want to lose it by saying no, you know, because as you start inching towards, you know, your goal and you know that you can see the finish line, this is where they start putting the pressure on you to see if you're going to break. It's like I said, this is a, a weeding out process. They're trying trying to see who's going to break or not, you know, and if, if you break, they're like, you know, they're going to play it off like, oh, well, you know, okay, we'll write that down. And, uh, and then they'll, they'll play it off like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to go talk to the, you know, to the record exec. Um, Clive Davis is here from J Records. So we're going to, I'm going to go to the room and speak with him. And, um, then they'll come back, you know, like they might not even go and tell him because they already know what's up. So they might just go in the hall and chit chat with another coworker for a second, the other assistant. Then they'll come back in and they'll be like, all right. Yeah. You know, um, and like, that's if you say like, nah, man, no, I'm not going to, nah, I'm not going to do it for 30,000. I'm trying to be the next trillionaire in the music industry, you know, um, or, uh, like, nah, I can't do it for 30000 I mean, shit, I walk out now, I, I make more than that at my job or something like that. And then they would just come back like, well, you know, uh, we appreciate it, but this is just, you know, this is what, this is our, this is the plan A that we have on the table. This is all that's available right now, but we'll keep you in mind, okay? Like, we'll keep your press, co- your press kit and we'll call you in the future and they'll give you the handshake and, and, and show you the door. So... That moment, you know, when they said that, and I guess I was just on autopilot because it's a dream, you know, so I guess God's showing me, um, you know, other people they'll sense that, you know, like since the scarcity of the moment and just be like, yeah, yeah, 30,000, they're just going to, they're yes, 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 whatever, because they're so close to it, you know, and that's the whole reason they brought the contract out, you know, they got the contract on the table. So, you know, that you potentially could sign the contract right there, you know. And, um, so, uh, ironically enough, I'm getting all these alerts on my phone exactly at this time that I'm trying to get this message out, but I'm used to it cause that's how Satan works. Anyway, um, um, so we're in the room and Rue looks to me and he's like, I could sense his nervousness. Like I could sense that he senses in his spirit something's not right you know i don't he doesn't know what it is but it's almost like damn i want to get out of this right now if i can but i can't you know like i know my situation that i'm going back home to and i don't want to lose this opportunity i don't want to get kicked out at the, when i made it right here i'm right here at the end i see the contract it's right there but they just said thirty thousand for the year and it's like for someone like that was in a situation that Rue was in or a situation that I'm, that I'm in, uh, you know, to a regular working person, even like a manager at McDonald's or Taco Bell, you know, they're probably making that already a year. You know what I'm saying? And that's still enough for them to switch over, you know, cause that manager at Taco Bell, that manager, at McDonald's could be writing movie scripts every day, or they could go into the gym boxing every, every day. And, you know, this whole system is designed like that, you know, and I'm sure it's been like this since ancient Egypt. And, you know, ever since Satan's been, been in control here, which is since the beginning of the time, since Adam and Eve, uh, fell, you know, since they, since they fell from their exalted state. But, um, so, you know, they're in and out of the room and the whole thing is, is when they say that you're going to see them looking at you, you know, like, yeah, we got a speaking role, but it, it's not, you're still going to get paid, you know, your hundred dollars for the day for the 12 hour to 14 hour day. 
Um, but you'll have a speaking role and, and you'll get a credit on IMDB. Is that okay? And of course you're going to say yes. You know, they know that they know like the average person is going to say yes. It's very rare that someone says no at that point, especially when you've already been selected, you know, but mind you, you got selected based probably upon your appearance. If you're an attractive individual, um, or if, if one of the, the, uh, assistant talent directors or uh, assistants to the talent to the cast of director to the person who's picking the talent you know just thought that you stood out for some reason you know your outfit or you know you smell good whatever it is you know it's just they go off a of, uh, hunches a lot you know because they don't know nobody there you know period like me, I've been doing this acting for a while, so they know me. So I'm not getting selected for nothing, you know. And if so, it's because they didn't do their research on me, you know what I mean? But even when I did the John Gotti movie with John Travolta, they see my Jesus tattoo, you know. And after they shot the scene, they um, the dude that was directing the movie was the dude from Entourage. Um, I forget his name. It's the redheaded dude. And... um he was like, um, let's shoot that scene again without Jupiter in it. And guess what? The scene without me in it is the scene that they used in the movie. And it was the, the scene where um, John Gotti Jr. was walking out of his prison cell and he was looking at the TV screen and, and seeing that his dad just died, you know, from uh, I think it was cancer or something. And so when they were shooting that scene, John Travolta was actually... He wasn't in the in the same uh, room. He wasn't in the the part of the prison that we were in. He was in a different part of the prison, and they was uh you know making him look older, and because they were going to shoot his death scene or whatever. And um, um, you know, uh, the dude that was I seen a lot of that stuff going on too. By the way, like when I go do these movies and stuff, like it's you know, you know what's going on if you're woke. A lot of people are not awoke, not not to the level that I am, you know, because and I'm not saying this like egotistically. I'm just saying if you don't spend every waking minute studying this stuff, you're not going to be on the level that I am. But there's a lot of people online that's on this level and they're doing their due diligence by constantly uh making posts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media sites, Reddit, YouTube, they're, they're doing their due diligence to, to, to wake others up. So we, we are, we are, you know, we're superheroes here, you know, cause we're trying to wake up our brothers and sisters so everybody can go to heaven. Cause this is a very real game here, guys. You know, this is a, this is not by accident. This is not by chance. Uh, we're not just, you know, one of a million species in the universe and that there's other life forms. And that's the bullshit they want you to believe. They want you to think that you're less significant than you are. The truth is we were made in God's image and the angels are to worship and praise us. You know what I'm saying? We're made in God's image. And that was the whole problem with Lucifer. He didn't want to bow down to a lesser creation, but God knew what he was doing. Okay. We might not have all the superpowers that these angelic beings have, but they are different entities than we are. We are made in God's image. Okay. Uh, and, um, okay. So back to this. So, um, we're in the room and I see Ruth's getting nervous and, um, you know, paperwork's are out and I know that we're, we're writing stuff down, you know, like they got us writing stuff down on pieces of paper, you know, it's all looking textbook correct, you know, like they, they try to make it look like, but it's all bullshit, like I said. So they're, you know, here, fill this out. Let's get your, you know, you know, we're definitely going to pay you for the day. They always pay you something stupid. I think they're like, oh, yeah, you'll get twenty nine dollars for today. Uh, we'll meet back up in seven weeks. 
and we'll do the second part of the, the process. We'll call you guys back for the callback, right? It's the callback. So you're inching up and you're getting close because like for movies or whatever, uh, they got deadlines. A lot of people don't understand this with the movies. Um, yeah, it's a long, the longest process in the movie is the editing process. Same thing with music videos. You know what I mean? Like, when they shoot the movie, they they got everything set up to where they go to whatever city or town to shoot the movie, and they're in and out in like four weeks, you know. And they've already got the script, they got their their leading roles, and they go to whatever town they're going to go to, and that's where they get all of the background actors and the supporting roles. Um, so. You know, I I know a couple of people out here in Columbus that are going through that. Like they're they're really trying to take this acting thing seriously. And uh, what happens is when you do get picked for a supporting role or basically a speaking role, um, when you go to these background acting auditions as an extra, because the extra is just it's a it's an open call. Anybody can come in, and that's what how the weeding process starts. You know. Because some people, for an open call, they're really just there like, oh, this is cool. It's something to do. It's like trying fucking sushi for the first time, right? So, um, uh, so we're in there, and they're in and out the room, and now it's, it's really just down to me, Rue, and there's another guy in there. And this guy in there is um, actually this guy from my gym. Oddly enough, uh, I'm not even going to say his name, but a uh, cool guy. And uh, he's in there, but he's a fighter. So I could already see something else is going on. And then in the other room, <laughs> I hear, hold on, hold on. I know, I know. He's like, I, I got to show Illy this. I got to show Ill this. I'm like, Who, that, who's that voice? It's Ben Askren. It's Ben Askren. So he comes in and he's got like this fortune cookie. And he's like, no, no, Ill will get this. Ill will get this. He's like, I got to show Ill this. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like trying to read it. And I have no idea what the fuck it means. It's, it's on it. It's almost something like SIBO mob life or something like that. But it's like the letters on it aren't like a sentence like on those fortune cookie things when you pull out the 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 little quote that's in the fortune cookies it's like a sentence but this was like blocks it was like it was like a b and then c under the a and d under the b and that's how it was it was like sibo mob life something something i had no idea what the fuck it meant and the 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 talent coordinators or whatever they were very they were very scared in this moment right because what they don't want is they don't want anybody who knows what's going on to go and warn the others of what's going on they want to keep you separate you know and so they didn't know what was going on. Everybody was thrown off guard or trying to get Ben Askren out of that room because they don't know if he's coming to tell us like, guys, don't do it. Don't sign your life over. Don't do it. That's what they were thinking was going to happen. So when they seen that, he was just like, no, nah, no, nah, I just got to show ill this. This is funny. He'll get it. You guys won't get it. He'll get it because he's a rapper. And that's what he said. Right. But then it makes me think about Tyron Woodley, you know, because I know when, uh, I hit him up one time on Instagram because he was doing the, you know, because Tyron, he's, you know, he's on TMZ and TMZ is Illuminati controlled. If you guys don't know, it definitely is. They report celebrity deaths before celebrity deaths happen. So they are part of the cabal. They are working with Satan. And I know this for a personal fact because the guy that's on there with the black hair from TMZ, he's like one of their, he actually, he's the one that's always bringing Tyron Woodley on. That guy 
has been to Columbus, Ohio. And actually, he quit working for TMZ because of all the satanic shit in New York. And when I met him, he was in here. He was here in Columbus, Ohio. And I met him and we were talking about this. And he was like, nah, man, I quit. I quit. He's like, I'm not fucking with them. You know, they're fucking. He's like, I don't I can't say it. I can't talk about it. But I know already. Right. So he didn't specifically tell me like they're demonic or Satanist or anything like that. He just said, "Nah, man, you guys have no idea. It's not what it seems. That's what he was telling me. And I told him something. I'm like, you should go back and work with them. And guess what? He did. He's there working with them. So I doubt that guy will ever hear this. Uh, podcast or whatever. I don't even know his name. I'm sure I could get some, dig up the information on him, find out. But, um, he works for the lawyer dude, Harvey, I think his name is, that runs TMZ. So he's back working with him. And at that time, um, I think when I met him, I was like selling CDs or something because I posted him on some music shit, I believe, out here. And that's when he's like, oh man, I work for TMZ. And I was still kind of not fully awake. So I was like, man, why'd you quit that job, bro? Like, dad, you was right there. And so I hope I didn't lead him astray. Lord, forgive me for that. But uh, he's back working with them. And uh, he's actually going pretty hard for him. I mean, he's got a lot of FaceTime on TMZ now. And I'm, you guys know what I'm talking about because he's got the real puffy black hair, kind of young dude, looks like an Italian dude or he's Greek or something like that. Uh, but he's the one that's always bringing Tyron Woodley on and, uh, he covers, you know, a lot of the big celebrities things. So, but he's in, he's in the, in the workroom. I don't think he actually goes out and, um, goes to the airport. Those are like dominion jobs. He's actually, he's working with Harvey close or whatever, you know, and, uh, he's like, he's up there. So as far as TMZ, but, um, so, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And I'm looking at the fortune cookie thing, and it's like hard to read because it's like chewed up, but it's almost like there's a whole bunch of little pin pokes in it. Like there's not holes in it, but there's like pokes in it. So it looked like, I don't know if it was crumbled up or it kind of looks like it was hit with a cheese grater or something. Like there's just a whole bunch of not punctures in it, but it's just real bumpy and it's hard to read. And like some of the words were faded off and I really didn't get get what it was or whatever but Ben Askren was like showing this to me to like for one of his opponents coming up like yeah yeah like isn't that funny I can use that to to roast such as such and such like that I'm, I'm gonna keep the soccer roast this guy or that guy I, I think it was Marty or Usman I, I don't know but um um so anyway um Kamara Usman is his name or whatever. But um I didn't get it, but I just said I did because he came into the room and made like this big thing and, and they're like, okay, 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 that's cute. All right, now now go back to your room. All right, so the next part of this dream, we're all in the hallway, right? Everybody who was there and I remember Rue was, uh, they had Rue separated from me. And Rue was like, man, he's like, Illy, can you sign, will you sign the contract for me? I actually did sign his contract, you know. I don't know, like, normally I wouldn't do any of this stuff. But it, like I said, it was kind of just like on autopilot, pilot. Like, you just kind of go through the motions because there's a message here. So now we're in the hallway. And this is the last step, you know, like we're in the hallway and we can see the room that we'll go into to actually complete the process of getting signed for whatever it is that we're there for. But obviously I knew everybody there had different talents, but this, this huge company was a powerhouse. So whatever, whatever it is that you did, they were the ones who could promote you on that level, make you a superstar and, you know, how you making that money. And um, however I started this podcast out, that's how this, this dream ended. <clears throat> and um, I can't even remember it now. So I'm glad I started it because that's how quick this stuff leaves your memory. If you don't just wake up and write down your dreams or record them. You can forgive that quick, and most of us do. 99.9% .9 of the population never write down their dreams, and they only remember it for a few 
few seconds or minutes when they wake up. But I think it was like, what can you do for us? Or it was something like that. Like it wasn't even what they could do for you. Cause you know, at that point, you know exactly what they can do. Cause that's Sony or that's J records or RCA or, um, you know, universal records. It's, it's, it's a big, it's a big company there, right? Warner brothers. Let's say it was Warner brothers. All right. Cause Warner brothers, you know, you know, if you, you're singing and dancing, they could put you out. If you're a model, you put you out. If you're an actor, they could put you out. Um, I'm not so much familiar with like the sports part of it, but I assume it, it's, it's a similar process because no matter what your talent is, there's always a weeding out process when they're, they're, they're looking like who they're going to pick, you know? And you got to be ready, like, to even get to that level. You know what I mean? Like, you already got to be on your game. You already got to be pursuing this, you know, since you were a kid. So, you know, you want to be a professional soccer player. There's tryouts. You know how it works. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta get compared to the rest of the people to get selected. And like I said, it's never really about talent, you know. The accolades, yeah, it looks good. It makes your resume look good, but it's not the deciding factor in getting selected here. So um, we were in a hallway, and it, they said whatever I said. Like I said, I can't even remember now. Like, what can you do for us or something like that? And or who got what it takes? Or I don't. It's not. I don't know. I can't even remember. Um, I wonder if I can play this back so I can make sure I label this the right way. I might not be able to. I might just have to label it as a dream. But, um, so, um, this is where the dream stopped. But ultimately, I think what they were looking for at that moment, you know, now that they had everybody selected, everybody was selected at this point, right? So it was down to the two or three people who made it through the thousands of people that it started off with. Now it's down to two, three people out of each room. Well, actually, there was like there was four of us in the room. One of us was the manager and it was three talent. And so the guy that came in there that I said I knew from my gym, he would he didn't make it to the hallway. So I think he got sent home. So it was just um, me and Rue in the hallway. And then everybody down the hallway came out the room. So it's just a hallway full of rooms and maybe like five or six were in the room. Everybody got sent home, but one or two out of the room. And that's exactly how it was. It was like pairs. It was pairs. It was like two from each room that were now in a hallway. So now that everybody was in a hallway, this is all done by design, by the way. Right now we're in a hallway and we see the main room where Clive Davis is or, you know, whoever it is in there that could, that's going to get the million dollar deal or the $10 million deal or whatever. And now it's, it's okay. What can you do for us? What, what, or whatever it is. It's, it, at this point, everybody's waiting to see who at this moment, everybody's like, okay, okay. Who is it? Who's going to get it out of this hallway of pairs, you know? These let's say it's it's 20 people. Right. And it's it's 10 doors and two people came out of each room. You know, it's 10 rooms and two people came out of each room. So there's 20 people in the hallway and they and they look down the whole hallway and they're like, all right. Who? Who? OK, what? Who's got it? Who, what are you going to do? OK, what's next? What's the next move? Like they're asking you when you're expecting them to to give you the final uh, direction. Like, who is it? Who's going to who's the winner? Right. So we're all there like, who's the winner? Who's the winner? And they turn around and be like, yeah, who is it? Who's the winner? So everybody's fucking confused. This is the trick, right? This is where they're waiting for that one person for it to click in that one person's mind like. Oh shit, I need to, I got to do something spectacular right now or it's over for me. I'm not going to get that. We only got one contract. 
whose contract is this? They're holding up the contract. We got one um, billion dollar contract. Who's going to be the next billion dollar artist? So everybody's looking at everybody, right? All the talent's looking at everybody. This is where the dream stops, right? But ideally in this moment, they're probably looking like me, me, I'll do it. I'll, and they're, and they're waiting for like, I'll, I'll kiss everybody's shoe right now. And I'll, I'll take off all my clothes and strip naked and, and kiss everybody's shoe right now. I'm the one. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for someone to say something like that because the person that gets picked, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to have sex with an animal. You're going to have to have, you know, 15 record execs running a train on you. You know, they'll put you in a room, you know, and, and, and trust me, that's probably was exactly what's next. Like whoever breaks down right there out of desperation, like, no, no, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. I'll do whatever they're looking. They're literally looking for who will do whatever it takes. That's like a, a double question. It's like a catch-22 right there. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, I know this girl, actually. she I met her out here. And um, it's weird because when I meet these people, God just shows me so many interesting people in my life. And I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of well-known people, celebrities, you know. Freeway Ricky Ross and uh actually you know what I think in this podcast I'm gonna just start telling all all my stories my celebrity experiences um even from when I met Mark Marky Mark or Mark Wahlberg back in the day you know and he's definitely part of it you know nobody that you see on TV is there by chance just know that I don't care if it's Tom Brady you know these guys are homosexuals. These these people will do whatever it takes behind the scenes to get where they need to be. Believe that. You know what I mean? And th- and the reason is, is like, I didn't play football, you know, and 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 growing up and, and, and kiddie football and 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 uh middle school football and high school football and and, and college football to not make it to the major leagues. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, I don't, I don't care if it's all OSU, you know, you know, they're all under the all C and I, cause I was out here exposing mayor Michael Coleman, you know, I know he's in the underground tunnels. I know he, he's a homosexual and he's probably a, a pedophile as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Ohio is definitely Ohio State University is definitely um, through their their fraternities down here on campus. They are definitely um, they don't want Christians there. You know they don't want them. There there's a handful of Christians on that campus, but it's rare. You know most of these these uh, students that are going through these fraternities, they're being groomed for this. You know, this is Satan's world. So um, I not even too long ago, this past summer, they were doing these OSU students were all running around with upside down crosses on their forehead. I couldn't believe it. I was astonished by this. And mind you, these are the same uh, kids that's out here doing, you know, they're in the club, you know, girls with girls and guys with guys. I mean. They're promoting this stuff here on Ohio State campus. You know, it's disgusting. But uh, Freemasonry is is really big here, and Ohio is is in cahoots with with the devil. That's for sure. Uh, do not get it twisted. You know, and uh, I was exposing the Lambda Boule L A M B D A Boule B O U L E, and uh, you know that's that's all Illuminati shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, if when you go to that website now, you can't. They make they they, you know, once people start waking up, they start hiding shit. You know what I mean? Because they're they're like out in the open because people don't know what's going on. Everything's coded. But uh, and I I got the helicopters out here following me. Like they know about me out here. You know what I mean? They're just waiting for me to not make the rapture so they can kill me. So even if I don't get took up in the rapture. If God don't bring me in the rapture, then I'm going to get martyred 
for God. And that's cool. Sign me up. I don't give a fuck. I'll be the first one to get my head chopped off in the guillotine. And trust me, a lot of people, when they get lined up to get killed, they going to break. Once they see people getting their heads chopped off, they going to break. And it's cool. I'll take your place in line. I'll skip to the front of the line for you. This is what God made me for, you know. Growing up, when I was getting bullied and I was going through this life and everybody was attacking me at a young age, my family, like I just had the whole world against me since an early age. And it started with my family and it bled out into the streets. You know what I mean? Like my sister bullied me and then she'd go to school and and bully me and pick on me and start rumors and just she was just evil as fuck, yo. You know what I mean? And uh, she's even got the all seeing eye tattooed on the back of her neck. And she's a Buddhist. I love my sister, but, you know, we just got to face the reality that not everybody makes it to heaven, you know. And we'll, we'll, we will be at the wedding feast with Jesus. And we will be sad because some of our family members didn't make it, you know. And uh, it's different in every family, you know. But this is a real game here, guys. It's very serious. So, yeah, in that dream, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for someone who's going to be like, you know, in that last moment, who's going to when they when they when they said that in the hallway, they was waiting to see who was the first the, the first person to 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 jump on the floor. Like me, 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 I'll do whatever it takes right now. Like if it's a girl, like I, I'll get down on my knees for anybody. I'll whatever you whatever you want. This is yours. Like I, I need to have this. I can't I'm not leaving without it. Then then you're going to see all those people that were going through the process of weeding you out, you're just going to see an evil, sinister smile. You're going to see their their eyes light up with a gleam in their eyes, and you're going to see that wicked smile. And they're going to be like, okay, get up. You know, we're going to pick you anyway, so you don't get off your knees. Um, and, 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 and they'll play it off for everybody else who's left. Like, no, no, you know, like, you know, However it works, I don't know, because that dream ended, you know, and me personally, I've never been to that part of the process where, I mean, I've been there to where I've seen the talent get picked and they get to move forward and they get the speaking role or <clears throat> they get the gig, whatever it is. You know, I see that, but uh, I just actually had Scully's hit me up the other day to try to come and do a show there. And they've hit me up a lot throughout the years because I do music. And they're like, yeah, you know, we really, you know, we like your music. We would love for you to come perform at Scully's. Um, however, we do need you to pre-sell tickets. But you can have this whole, this whole place is for you to do your, to do your concert, you know. But think about it. Scully's, Scully's, Skull. S-K-U-L-L-Y, Scully's. It's a skull, skull and bones, right? Uh, Freemasonry. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Their logo was skull and bones, okay? They were doing demonic videos, levitating, promoting the Ouija board. And, and for all you Bone Thugs and Harmony fans, they're still serving out the end of their contract with Satan. You know what I mean? But when I dealt with Busy, Busy told me, Fuck Bone, because he was the one that went through the ringer. He was the one that did all of the Illuminati sacrifices. He did all of that, and he felt like he was the one that should have been making the most money. And mind you, he was a solo artist. He did have solo deals. Now, Flesh and Bone, I think, was the first one to do it. But there's stories about Flesh and Bone being a homosexual. Uh, Rick Robinson was telling me a lot of stories. He don't communicate with me no more because he didn't told me so much. And... I shared the knowledge to wake up my brothers and sisters so we don't go to hell. And then they look at me like a snitch or something, you know, like, oh, my God, we never thought you would you would be the one. We thought you was the realest dude in the street. Don't get it twisted because they don't know what real is. I am real. I am the realest one out here, yo. Y'all the fake sellouts. Y'all the homosexuals. Rick Robinson. You know what I'm saying? You talk about you, you cry that you for you Christian and that, uh, you know, you're a believer in Jesus Christ and that you serve God and that 
you're opening up Freemason churches and, and then you just did a, a deal with Walt Disney World to set up the music kingdom and you're doing this and you're doing that. You're the enemy, Rick Robinson. You're going to hell, Rick Robinson. IMG recordings. And, and don't get that twisted because he's using IMG like it's part of the big IMG network. Nah, you're not part of that, bro. You, you low level and you know that. Maybe your Freemasonry contract got you out of some of your criminal, you know, issues when you was younger. So you feel obligated to, to rock with him. But God knows what you thinking, bro. And you better stop playing with that fire. You know what I'm saying? Hell is a real thing, bro. So you better be careful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know Busy Bone put curses on me. You know what I'm saying? And I, I do feel like Busy Bone was behind Rue getting killed by the police on a demonic spiritual level. You know what I mean? Just like I, I feel like they was behind my dad getting brain cancer and dying last year. You know? Because Rick was like, yeah, I know about your dad dying. How do you know about that? Because these people work in, in the astral realm. They work in the spiritual realm. They, they, they're, they work for Lucifer, man. They all serve in Satan and they out here wolves in sheep's clothing. You know, now Rick Robinson, a little dude. So it's a lot to go into him feeling like he need to have this power over people. And he need to feel like he in a higher position than a lot of people. But I, I see through it, man. If it's a church based off Freemasonry and the Freemasons are opening these churches and you're part of it, you're, you're, you're preaching the deception. You're part of that too. It don't matter what part of the chain you're still part of it, you know? Don't matter if you're you're doing lower end work and you're getting people to sell their soul to Satan, you're still facilitating those deals to get people to go to hell. So fuck you. And I know you'll never meet me, bro, because I'll beat the fuck out of you. Even though God don't want me to be violent and hurt people. And that's something I constantly got to deal with, with restraining myself and, and, and being humble. But it's a righteous wrath. It's a righteous anger that comes from me because I don't want no one to go to hell. I love all my brothers and sisters here. And hell was not meant for humans. It was meant for Lucifer and his fallen angels. They will never go to heaven. That's why they fighting against us so hard. That's why they attacking us so hard every single day. These demons will chase you. They will jump in people all day long to harass you and irritate you. But we got the tools. You just got to be in the word. You got to know what your weapons are. And our weapons is prayer. Prayer. Prayer is the most powerful thing. And it, it's so powerful that you got to constantly pray and pray and pray and pray. Not till you receive it, but keep praying after you receive it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even think I was going to take a whole hour for this, this podcast. But um, yeah, I feel like I don't want to say it's a prophetic dream, but it's a dream that has to get out there. And like I said, if you're not sober and of a clear mind, God can't use you. So it's, it's important to be sober so you can get these, these messages and communicate with God. Because people here, they operate on the physical level with what they can see, hear, feel, you know, smell, touch. But, you know, God's of the spiritual world. And that's like Jesus said when he was here. You know, because this dude in my uh, boxing class was like, oh, well, you know, if Jesus is God and how do you kill God? And he's like, <laughs> thinking he got one over me. And it's like, dude, I don't got the time to explain it to you. But if you really want to know, I could tell you. And simply put real quick in this last minute is when a man and a woman have a child, none of the woman's blood is in that child, all the blood comes from the man. This is scientific fact, right? So if the blood comes from the man, the DNA and all that is predominantly coming from, from the man. So the Quran believes in immaculate conception. Immaculate conception only happened once. Our whole calendar is based off of Jesus, dum-dums. So if today, you know what I'm saying? Like before Christ, AD, all that, you know what I'm saying? So you can't not acknowledge that Jesus was a real person, but it's immaculate conception. That means that that blood is from God. Like the blood that was, that was in that sperm and that this, not the sperm, but in the, in the, in the cell, the, the life that's the embryo or whatever, 
that comes from the father. You know what I'm saying? And the the sack or whatever that it I don't know, just study it, alright? You know, like I don't I don't got all the scientific explanations for it, but it's real. So Jesus Christ is King King, Lord of Lords, get saved today, repent, pray, fast.